Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, June 26th. It is five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317. Go on. You want to talk about this new study? Attractive women are more likely to be right wing. (laughs) That's a statement, huh? Attractive women are more likely to be conservative. Yeah. Meanwhile, women who show contempt are more likely left wing. Boy, howdy. Now, I'm not just saying this blanketly. Yeah. This is from a study that yes, was absolutely. done. Uh-huh. Scientists in Denmark, they used an AI machine <laughs> to predict people's political ideology based on their facial characteristics. And the study found out that attractive women are more likely to be conservative. Here's the biggest hot take I've got for you. Yes, absolutely. It's because they're women. <laughs> Attractive women are more likely to be conservative because the attractive women are actually women. They're actually female. Uh, yeah, and you're going to have to lead on this, of course, because I don't notice people's appearances. Sure. Uh, I will say, as someone who at various times has engaged in interpersonal relationships with people of both political persuasions, I would say this is probably definitively 100% true. You think so? Yeah, over the, yeah, absolutely. As a collective. And I, here's what I think the biggest part of it is. And I think this is a mind trick, but it's actually a part of the equation. So will you bear with me for one second? Sure. I think the attitude of a conservative woman tends to be, now not always, not always, but tends to be so much better that you find them more attractive. Now, they may physically be more well-assembled, but I just think the general attitude and demeanor of a conservative woman tends to be so much better that you find them more attractive. Okay, well, this study says that expressing happiness is associated with conservatism. Oh, see, perfect. Yes, so you're right on track. And No one knows women better than me, Casey. A liberal Binders woman. Binders full of women. A liberal woman is never happy. She's sad. She's exhausted. It takes a toll on her beauty, her dedication yeah. to fitness, sure. success. Yeah. She's dour. Yeah. She's frowny. Well, I think She's it's complainy. I think it's also too an unwillingness to be content. And by that I mean if you if something always has to be wrong, it's not like when I say unwillingness to be content, there are some hyper motivated people from both political persuasions who always are looking for the next thing. I'm not talking about that. People who like to challenge themselves, people who like to find the next you know, mountain to climb. I'm talking about people who always need to find something wrong because that's one of the tenets of liberalism is something must be wrong because government must be the arbiter of that thing, right? And so if you are a liberal person and that is one of your tenets, that is not always pleasant to be around that something must be wrong. There must be some cause du jour by which everything must be dropped and we must, you know, partake in. Well, if you're always feigning outrage over injustices, you're always unhappy. Therefore, you're not smiling. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have a welcoming face. Yeah. 
it's not hospitable. Right? I can a one hundred percent less approachable this even. poll. Absolutely, a hundred percent weigh in on it. Well, they go on to say that woke uh, drips in self pity, <laughs> and that these people have ugly faces, <laughs> and. And, and and they go on to say that the masks even played a part in this. Oh, yeah. Because you would cover up your ugly masked face. I So I cannot imagine. This is a study. This isn't me saying this. No, this no, yeah, yeah. It's the study. It's uh-huh. the study. Yes, absolutely. It's my show, and I only say things that I agree with, but it's the study. Uh, yes. So I, I guess I would ask Kev on this. Because my wife and I met right before COVID, like a couple months before COVID. So we were actively dating. And you could see her whole face. Right. Yeah. So, (laughs) yes, I could see her whole face. But I cannot imagine what dating was like during COVID. I mean, because that lasted, what, a year or whatever that Eric Holcomb was trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask. So... Kev, what was that like trying to uh, look into someone's eyes? That's all you could yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, how, how did that how did that work during COVID? Was that was that a challenge to try to meet people if you couldn't see their face? Um, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, yeah, people were wearing masks. Kev. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't doing a whole lot of dating during that time. Yeah, I, mean, every, I think everyone was pretty much shut in yeah and it wasn't very easy to meet people because that's why they said that like the rise of was it the rise of sexually transmitted diseases because Mm -hmm. people were forced to engage in more random Mm -hmm. connections without a a dating vetting process yeah Yeah. and it was also harder to get into their doctor yeah oh that's right yeah you know the the mask (laughs) did make uh certain women more attractive oh like I an think intrigue. Were, weren't people saying that that the the masks made people well, you're more attractive? Saying it. I mean, I don't know if other <laughs> certain people were I saying it. I remember people <laughs> saying that at the time, and it was kind of true because you could only see their eyes. Right. Okay. Well, according to this study, if you are liberal, you're not as attractive. Yeah, as you know, being that's conservative. a great. That's a great point, Kev. Because somebody smile, smile. <laughs> not that I would think about this anymore, but once upon a time. When I did notice people's appearances, mm-hmm. believe it or not, there was a period in which I noticed people's appearances. Sure. Um, but not now. No, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, gave that up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. A smile and how someone smiles, one, it tells you a lot about the person, and two, is a big part of their general assembly, is their smile. Sure. And if you can, and to Kev's point, and Kev is spot on on this, if you could mask that, pun intended, then you could hide a big portion of whether or not you are attractive or not. And I could see where Kev is coming from with that. 100%. Good good call, Kev. Well, your smile is your best accessory, right? Yeah. And it's free. Let's talk about what's going on with Indiana State Budget <laughs> Thanks, Committee. Thanks, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get us out of this without getting anybody in trouble. Uh, the Indiana State Budget Committee, they approved a combined $203 million in additional requests. This from the IEDC, Indiana's Economic Development Corporation. Nearly 78% of the total is going to go to projects. And what they're going to purchase this huge swath of land. Yes, let's say this in English here, Casey. Yeah. They are giving $203 million to Eric Holcomb Mm -hmm. to continue to use that money to strong arm farmers out of their land so that his mega corporation buddies can have sweetheart real estate deals. So we have now seen what he did for Eli Lilly, and it just came out that Eli Lilly is now 
bigger, stronger, richer than ever. And yet we are led to believe that Eli Lilly could not complete a real estate deal in Boone County without the power of the state government essentially strong arming people out of their farmland. So what is happening here? The Holcomb administration continues this bizarre obsession with plowing over as much farmland in as many corners of the state as possible and allowing using your tax money to allow mega corporations, some of the biggest, largest, most strongest corporations, not just in this country, but in the entire world to have sweetheart real estate deals. And on top of that, now the state is studying, Casey, I don't know, we talked about this before. The state now is studying Where's all the farmland going? Where's it going? I saw a post from the Indiana, I think this was the House Republicans, a post on their Facebook page about how we are beginning, we are commencing our study to determine where all the farmland is going. Mm -hmm. Hey, idiot, you're giving it to the governor to make all the farmland disappear. You are doing it. It's the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other. You are the reason the farmland is disappearing. Okay, so the largest line item in this deal, $122 million, going to go to purchase 1,000 acres of property. And Indiana is a finalist in this $50 billion investment. This is an undisclosed global semiconductor company. So they're purchasing up this farmland, and they're going to make this... Okay, so semiconductor factory. So two things, because I've heard people say, "Well, because remember we, we need had, the semiconductors because we rely on China and Taiwan too much, and we, we need them here." We had the Boone. Remember when we had the Boone County people mm-hmm. on the Loves, the the Love family who are farmers out in Boone County, and they they made a great point on this that people will go, "Well, they don't have to sell to the government." Look, when the government comes to you and tells you we are going to acquire your land. You essentially know without them saying it, you can do this the easy way or the hard way. You can either take our inflated price we're going to give you, or you can fight us in court. We'll likely end up winning. At least that's the 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 way they spin it to people. And we're just going to buy everybody around you. So you might as well just cash in because it's not going to be farmland other than your farmland. So you might as well do it. So when I talk about strong arming people, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, these people have chosen to sell, but when the government shows up at your door, they make it very clear without directly saying it to you. You have basically, here's how this is going to end. Well, if you try and be a holdout, what, you're going to be an island. Right. You're going to be the only one there surrounded by everything. Here's the other point of this. If the Holcomb administration and the Indiana Republican Party were using the investment that these mega corporations are making, because that's what you always hear, Eli Lilly is building a $2 billion facility campus, whatever they call it, in Boone County. If they were using it to actually help me as a taxpayer, I don't know, like with gas taxes or with property taxes, if they were using it to actually lower taxes in our state and make living the cost of living more affordable, then I would be more open to this because I would be getting benefit out of it. However, Casey, Mm -hmm. the taxes other than income taxes, because that benefits the same rich guys that they're trying to benefit here, They keep going up. The property taxes up. Gas taxes up. Income taxes are going down because that benefits the top people who that's who they keep benefiting. So you're using my money to strong arm farmers who really aren't excited about selling out of their farmland. You're then giving that money to the richest, most wealthiest corporations in the entire world. And then all you're doing by the tax money that these rich, wealthy corporations do, you're just growing government with that money. 
I'm not seeing any benefit out of this. I'm not going to work for Eli Lilly. I don't give two craps about Eli Lilly other than if their tax money ultimately comes to benefit me and the 7 million people who, who live here as a collective, lower my taxes. It does not. It does not. My money, just like with Lucas Oil Stadium, I am paying more in taxes so that billionaires can have free or reduced rate stuff. Okay, well, this article, though, is saying that part of this land that they're going to give is for a semiconductor company. Yes. Not Eli Lilly. Yeah. Here is So this was my other thing that I loved in this article. Indiana Capital Chronicle has a big expose on this. And their excuse in getting this money is, well, if we don't get the semiconductor mm-hmm. uh, facility, then we'll just sell it. We'll sell off the land. When they say sell off the land, they mean to, like, high-density housing developments. So, again farmland going away and once again once you once you pave over the farmland it ain't never coming back well isn't this part of the chips act that todd young sponsors yes yes, ma'am yes it is absolutely it is the all it's all all, it's all connected together pun intended because it's a semiconductor plant they're trying to get see what i did there i got you yeah thank you thanks a lot it's 18 after 10 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Twenty-two minutes after ten, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So the National Weather Service is going to survey storm damage in several areas throughout Indiana today. Strong winds that cut a three-mile swath. You've probably seen videos of uh, tornadoes and damaging at least seventy-five homes. Power outages are still widespread. A lot of people still without power today. The atrium at the West Baden Springs Hotel in Orange County is still off limits to visitors because of extensive hail damage. Also trending this morning, Don Lemon. He claims he was fired for telling the truth and refusing to put liars, bigots, insurrectionists, and election deniers on the same platform as him. And he also unleashed on his former boss, Chris Licht. It was his first sit-down interview since being terminated. I have a responsibility not only as a journalist, but as an American to tell the truth and to abide by the promises of the Constitution. Because the Constitution says a more perfect union, not a perfect union. I'm not a perfect person, no one is. But I think the Constitution deserves us um, to, we, we, in order to fulfill uh, the promise of the Constitution, we have to stand up for what is right. Oh. Bitter much? This is a guy, he's trying to get his name back out there. It wasn't his incredibly low ratings. It wasn't that he was just a complete a-hole to be around and work with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the fact that nobody liked him at the network. Those weren't the reasons that you were fired. No, it was because you didn't have enough Trump people on the show. It had nothing to do with calling, uh, saying Nikki Haley was no longer in her prime and offending all of his female co-hosts or uh, the sensitivity training that he was supposed to take after all of that or the fight with Vivek Ramaswamy. It was because he was telling the truth. I mean, so this guy sucks a paycheck out of this place. I mean, he was there, had to be there over a decade, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so you suck a paycheck out of this place. 
way overpaid based on the results that you produced and all you've got on your way out the door is just to bad mouth and act like you're some sort of victim a kick in the pants is what he got get out of here if you were that great people would be beating down i mean like look at tucker carlson the guy was dismissed and he could go work anywhere in the world that he wants to go work. And his uh, Twitter feeds blow up right. every single time. Is Don Lemon doing that? It's this victim <laughs> mentality, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Okay, Elon Musk said that he's going to start training if the mixed martial arts cage fight with him and Mark Zuckerberg takes shape. Oh, great. He's going to start working out. Uh, he said he hasn't started training yet, but if they do end up securing a place, a date, and a location, that yeah he's he's gonna start working out so (laughs) meanwhile zuckerberg works out every day all the time uh he doesn't appear to be taking it quite as serious as he probably should i still maintain there's no way this is gonna happen you don't think so no way i think they could raise a lot of money for charity if they decided to do it i heard they're already selling merchandise i saw a (laughs) what what are they naming it is they're just i don't know i forget what they're Calling, I just saw a shirt with Elon Musk on it and Mark Zuckerberg, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I was just trying to advertise for the fight." Mm-hmm. You're, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right that they would raise a lot of money, but they'd have to agree on a charity where it would go. And given their differing political views, I'm not sure they could even probably. Maybe each person gets their own portion of the loot and can divvy it up. Well, how or they, they want. could pick their separate charities, and whoever wins gets 100 percent. Well, to- that's what I'm saying. But let's say, okay. So this is an interesting exercise. Mm -hmm. Let's say that's the way they go. (laughs) And let's say Mark Zuckerberg picks Planned Parenthood. I'm not saying he would. I'm just saying let's say he does. If you're Elon Musk and you don't agree with that, would you participate in something where, yes, you're going to get money for your charities, but would you participate in something where... Where if you lose... Well, I mean, either way. I mean, it's Mm going to be a divide. I'm sure it's going to be, we raise three billion, you get a billion and a half, you get a billion and a half. But you know his billion and a half is going to go to things you don't approve of. Why would you agree to To do it? Yeah, to facilitate that. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, (laughs) all the more reason for him to start training and to get into shape so that he could win if in fact it happens could you imagine seeing it live that'd be amazing it'd be a good time i'm not sure i'd be you're not interested i just I, you wouldn't pay per view this either would you look two i think a lot of eccentric rich guys mm-hmm. pretend Beating each other up yeah there's no there's also no way they're gonna allow here is why no because somebody is gonna win and somebody's gonna lose and the loser is gonna be embarrassed and there's no way the loser would a allow themselves to be subjected to that. I, I mean, I'm convinced Zuckerberg might kill Elon Musk. I'm convinced that Zuckerberg would take it more seriously. Yeah. And Elon would just be like, oh, it was a joke the whole time. We're now, just having fun. See, if we were, I would be way more, I'll, let me tell you this, I would be way more interested if they did this under the guise of world wrestling entertainment. Because then there's a storyline. And even though Elon Musk is clearly at a disadvantage to Zuckerberg, I would watch with interest of how would they even this thing out? Like, would some guy hit Zuckerberg with a metal folding chair? You know, what 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 would somebody get, you know, uh, salt in the eyes or, you know, whatever great wrestling trick there is out there? Would there be a loaded purse at some point? Would Zuckerberg's wife turn on him in the, the middle of the match? All these things then would, would attract my interest because they would figure out a way to even it out mm-hmm. and extend the the thing i don't know two 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 billionaires having some half-baked fight for what 
The winner gets the other one's company. Okay, now you got my attention. Right? I just, this, no, this doesn't do much for Put me. Put Instagram and Twitter on the line, and then you've really got something. 1028 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. Well, if it isn't that time of day when we hear from you and your voicemails at 317-684-8444, questions, comments, smart remarks, whatever is on your mind. We'd love it. 317-684-8444. Okay, so we wrapped up the show on Friday, as we always do, with Susan Beckwith and the Mind Your Manners segment. And on Friday, she came up with a list of questions that are inappropriate to ask other people. Rude. Ranged from, like, when is your baby due? Are you having more children? Right. Just a whole laundry list of inappropriate questions Mm -hmm. that uh, may have or have not come out of my mouth at various times (laughs) throughout my life. Uh, Anyway, and so uh, somebody somebody got got a real kick out of that. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Casey. Yeah, you got Susan Beckwith on there about the questions that are rude to ask people. And the first one that came to my mind was, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys have a good day. <laughs> is that rude? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> no, I actually want to know the answer to that most of the time. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What yeah. are you doing? Um, I thought I thought it was the best one, best the uh, best mind your manners we've done mm-hmm. yet. And mm-hmm. I thought, uh, look, I I learn a lot every week about what a terrible human being I actually am <laughs> in the mind your manners segment. Uh, okay, so Thursday the big news was that um, I was uh, forcibly removed from the Brownsburg Town Council meeting True. by Lord Travis Tishane, High Ruler of the Town of Brownsburg. You remember him? He's the guy who told me once his whole dream in life was to be a state rep. He wants not state senator. He just wants to ascend to being a a state rep. And he was very angry. He had thoroughly embarrassed our town by trying to dissolve the park board without doing any actual research on dissolving the park board. And it turned out it was going to cost the town hundreds of thousands of dollars. He also didn't apparently inform all of his fellow members of the governing body. And so it was on the agenda. We had to do a bunch of research to do his homework that he didn't do. So we had to waste all of our time. So I went to the meeting to ask the question, how does an item get on the agenda? Right. Which the comments at the start of the meeting are supposed to be about the agenda. So silly me, Casey, I had assumed asking how an item gets on the agenda would be about the agenda. And then for that, I was forcibly removed by the police. We all, we remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And it is a bigger theme. Look, I'm an adult, and obviously I have a, a, I'm a big boy, and I have a platform by which to, I'm not going to use the words get even, but I have the platform. Express yourself? Yes, that's right. Thank you, Casey. But the problem is, this is these sort of things, as we talked with Tony Kennett about on Friday, are happening all over our state, all over our country, at school board meetings, city council meetings, where people who are behaving themselves, who are simply questioning their government, are being for- shut down, their microphones shut off, forcibly removed, called domestic terrorists, and 
people are sick of it because we pay these people's salaries and now we can't even ask a question mm-hmm. at uh, at a town or city council meeting about how do you put something on the agenda uh, by which Lord Travis, you lord over us? And so got multiple phone calls um, about that. Here's one of them. Love you guys' show. You know I do. The uh, being escorted out is a common thing. If you ask questions or say things that they do not agree with, and also they will time you so you're only allowed so many minutes to speak. However, when they are on the uh, podium, they have unlimited time to speak their agendas. So um, I have been to three meetings. I went to the New Palestine School Board meeting. I went to the Greenfield Commissioner meeting and the Greenfield Council meeting with a friend who was uh, actually had called beforehand to speak, to have time to speak. And the commissioner meeting, she was escorted out by the sheriff because uh, they didn't like what she had to say. And she was talking to them about limiting free speech. They can't do that. It's unconstitutional. But they have every excuse as to why they can, but they simply cannot. So we have freedom of speech, and we all need to be going to these meetings. It's important. Go to your school board meetings and go to your council and commissioner meetings. You need to know what's going on locally. That's where change starts. And thanks for putting that out there. People need to know what's going on. Okay, so, Kev, the audio is still in there. Rob gets the boot. I'd like to play this for people again, because uh, as you may have thought, suspected Casey, this was, of course, the the talk of the town on Friday and Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hate being the focus of attention. And so this was really painful for me. (laughs) But many people were just simply could not believe they thought he he must have been being disruptive. He must have been shouting at someone. He must have been, you know, causing a scene or threatening uh, small children or puppies. Let's play the can we play the actual audio? audio again yep. uh, mm-hmm. of just so in case anybody has any doubts that I was literally kicked out for asking a question of how something gets on the agenda. Uh, I'm not going to wait till line 15 because I'm going to ask about the agenda in general. And that is how does an item make it to the town council agenda? Uh, it appears an item which would have major ramifications for the town going forward, that being the dissolution, potential dissolution of the parks board, made it to... Sorry, Mr. Kendall. We said we weren't taking any parks board comments tonight. No, I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm talking about the agenda, period. No, thank no, you. No, I'm going to keep going. No. You can arrest me if you want. Mr. Bullock, can you remove Mr. Okay. Kendall then? I have a right to talk about the agenda, sir. You cannot disrupt the meeting. I'm not disrupting the meeting, sir. I'm asking I'm asking a question. Mr. How Kendall? does something make it to the meeting? Just come out and talk to me. All right. All right. So, again, the premise of the questions at the beginning of the meeting are about the agenda. You normally have about three minutes. Yes, you have three minutes, which is fine. I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with them putting a a timer. I think three is reasonable because, you know, you should be able to get a, a, a thought on an agenda item out in three minutes. But you would think, Casey, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. How do things get on the agenda? I don't want to talk to you about this thing. You've thoroughly embarrassed the town, Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg. You've already thoroughly embarrassed our town. You've thoroughly embarrassed yourself. You've made a, you've showed you don't read or do any homework or put any effort into this. You just want to rule by fiat and go to ribbon cuttings. We already know that. I don't need to talk to you about that. I just simply want to know how you get things on the agenda. You're out of here, pal. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds to me like it's just willy-nilly however they want it to but, get on the agenda. 
now I did, and I know this will be ignored in the order in which it is received. I did send a letter to the council over the weekend. Yeah, you did. And uh, I tried reading it, but that's really well. It's hard. It's hard hard to capture an email and make it in font big enough and fit it on social media. But (laughs) essentially, what I did is I said, "Look." You guys may dislike me, and most of you do, and that's fine. The feeling's mutual. But this isn't about me. It's about you're sending a message to that you have this guy, this clown, Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, has embarrassed your community because what he is saying is that if you come and ask a question and it embarrasses me because of my own actions, the thing that I did, nobody forced him to do it. He did it on his own. You will be forcibly removed by the police. That is the message. You are telling people there's a reason that at most there's 20 people at every town council meeting and most of them either work for the town or they have business in front of the town and people don't want to be on boards and commissions. Everybody knows how pathetically small the list of people who signed up this year was because you make it unwelcoming. It's not about me. You can hate me. I'm a villain. I get it, right? You guys don't like me because I call it your bullcrap. But what you're sending is a message to every person in our town that if you show up and dare question Lord Travis Tashane, high ruler of the town of Brownsburg, we will have the cops forcibly remove you. Well, you embarrassed him. You were, he was afraid you were making him look bad. I he mean, embarrassed himself. Well, right. He did that all on his own. But again, victim society, it can't be him. It's got to be you. Uh, we did get, because I know it really bothers him now, Casey, so I'm going to just keep going with this. Because <laughs> since I, he made it abundantly clear. You wrote a request to have him removed he should from be. office. No, yeah, and that's the point of the letter. I asked that they... Look, I'm not saying they should remove him from office. I'm saying they should remove him as the president of this council because he is the face of this town. And this guy is a joke and a zero. And that should not be somebody with that is that unhinged that the mere sight of my face causes you to come unglued in a public meeting has no. He shouldn't be in charge of an Arby's, much less a town of 30,000 people. They've got to remove him because you are encouraging people to not be involved in the town. Mm-hmm. And this is happening all over the place. It, it, just like that call said, these school boards, these town councils, these city councils, these county commissioners, they're all completely out of control. And they are so emboldened that they will have the cops remove you for simply saying, asking a question. How do we get these things mm-hmm. on the agenda? It is, somebody told me this the other day. I'll tell you who it was because he won't care. Micah. Micah said, <laughs> it is really hard to make you a victim, Rob. And in this case, this guy is so egregious and his behavior was so bad that you are the he victim was successful. here. He has made Rob Kendall a sympathetic figure and right. you've got to really try to do that. Yes, you have to. All right, uh, Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Somebody call 911. There we go, baby. Turn it up, Kevin. It's Hammer from Hammer and Nigel joining us in the studio. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. This still holds up. Fire Burning by Sean Kingston, still a banger. You totally played this on ZPL, didn't you? I may or may not have played this on ZPL, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you can get an old school dance contest going at a wedding with fire burning. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Sean Kingston and Shaggy are kind of the same dude in the sense of they had a couple pretty big mega hits and then just kind of 
disappeared. Great moments in Shaggy history. So <laughs> while I was working at ZPL, yeah. uh, Shaggy was the opening act for the Backstreet Boys, and they were playing at the Dome. Oh. This was when the Backstreet Boys were at their peak, right? So at the Dome, headlining Backstreet Boys, opening act Shaggy. So I'm the night guy, right? And I'm just a scrub. And I'm interviewing Shaggy before the show, and he won't stop swearing. And I've reminded <laughs> Shaggy multiple times, hey, you can't say that. Now, we're pre-recording this back at the station, right? It wasn't live, but he just wouldn't stop saying GD and the Mm. S word. So we had to rap. (laughs) He's got a potty mouth. Who knew? Well, I guess you could tell from his one song. It wasn't me. That's true. (laughs) I mean, he's clearly of small, low moral character. And uh, maybe he was one of the folks in Broad Ripple this weekend. I I don't know. But I maintain that Angel, lyrically, is, uh, I mean, it's right up there with Teenage Dream. It's one of the 10 greatest songs ever written. I hate you more and more Uh, every day. I know. Every day. Well, you you have the sentimentality of that cup over there, and that's your problem. (laughs) I'm surprised you say that because it's a sample song. Angel. Right. Yeah, I generally... Okay, here... Look, here's the thing. I generally... He's Grifton. No, I generally... <laughs> generally relate to things based on how much they helped me and pulling out lyrics from Angel... If you she- needed a song from Shaggy to help you at any point in your life... <laughs> What's that say about him? Society has failed you. <laughs> I expected so much more out of Mike Kendall <laughs> if you needed a Shaggy song to help you pick yourself up off the ground. Oh, you act like you're surprised with the guy with the backwards baseball hat shirt off and the puka shell necklace <laughs> had to resort to using Shaggy in his late teens and early 20s. Um, so listen, one of the things that I love about this radio station, we call ball and strikes, right? Uh, The people who never listen to WIBC, you guys just talk about Republican talking points. But the real reality, especially with Rob here, nobody rips on Republicans more in the city than we do when they do ridiculous things. Yes, absolutely. That's correct. So this kind of brings me to this statement, and we're going to talk about this a lot this afternoon, that mayoral candidate Jefferson Shreve put out. He is running against Boss Hogsett. Now, you guys know my feelings on old Boss Hogsett. I am far from a fan, to put it mildly. I'll drink to that. But this statement about the broad ripple violence from Jefferson Shreve, I'm going to read you a little portion of this, okay? Quote, I am in favor of practical and effective measures to get guns out of Broad Ripple at night, employing technology to prevent guns from entering public spaces where crowds mix with alcohol is a worthwhile endeavor, as usual. However, it's hard to disagree with the sentiment the mayor sets forth, but the substances and execution are sorely lacking. So then he goes on to say why he thinks Joe Hogsett is only doing this because it's an election year, Mm -hmm. which he's right. But if you were running against Joe Hogsett, Rob, now you're a man that's ran multiple campaigns. You've been successful at this kind of stuff. Undefeated. At any point in your press release that you're putting out where Joe Hogsett's talking about gun-free zones and Broad Ripple, blaming Broad Ripple business owners for it, would you say... It's hard to disagree with the sentiment the mayor has set forth. No, that is about one of the worst things he could have said. I mean, it's it's bad from an actual factual standpoint because what he's proposing is stupid and is not going to fix the problem. But it's also t- terrible campaign strategy because you're giving the guy you're running against who you're 
your whole crux of your campaign should be because it is he's a weak buffoon who can't fix the issues you're giving him the high ground okay right. so we'd, we'd raise the question and and they did answer it to their credit very very well if jefferson shreve had ever been to a wendy's mm-hmm. when do we think in his life jefferson shreve has ever been in broad ripple at 2 a.m because I know I certainly have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we're looking for experience on how to fix this issue, you'd think you'd need some experience with the actual issue before you start firing off there. policy positions. So, again, let me defer to you and your background as an elected official in this state. Yes. What are the chances that Jefferson Shreve wrote that himself? Mm. Or was there some staff member that wrote that? Because I feel like the same thing is about to happen to Jefferson Shreve that happened with Cindy Carrasco running for prosecutor. I like the candidate. I thought Cindy Carrasco was a qualified candidate willing to spend money to try to beat Ryan Mears, but the people that were running that campaign, I had some blow it for him. I had some big problems with. And you can't put a press release out where you're basically saying, hell yeah, I agree with Hawks. Well, we told him this directly. We told him this kind of on air and then off air. We told Jefferson Shreve, you got to burn this thing to the ground because Joe Hawks has allowed the city to burn to the ground and you got to get mean. You got to get nasty. He doesn't want to. No, he he doesn't. You've got to go scorch earth General Sherman to defeat Captain Drinks a lot because it's a 60 to 40 (laughs) uh, Democrat to Republican voter registration in Marion County. Absolutely. And he has not done that yet. And again, remember when we asked him the question about, will you challenge Hogsett on where he was during the riots? And he said, I don't know where he was. Yeah, he doesn't want any. Everybody knows where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Dude, I would have a plane if I were running for mayor and I had Jefferson Shreve's money. One of those planes with the banner on the back of it. And I would be telling everyone where Joe Hogsett was during the riot. Oh, you weren't there? Then where were you? He won't answer it. The media won't ask. And you have the money and resources to do both. And he won't. Jefferson Shreve won't do it. I would have commercials that would say that, Casey. If I were Jefferson Shreve, Joe Hogsett was nowhere to be found during the elections. Mm -hmm. He can't keep his home life together. How can he keep the city together? Like, you've got to put that out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that might not listen to WIBC to my disdain that might might not know this dude went quote quote, quote missing during yeah. the riots because lots of lots of chief executives go missing during riots, right? Shreve campaign, what the hell are you doing? You're blowing it. Yeah, that's not a good look. What's coming up this afternoon? Murr from the Practical yeah! Jokers joins us today. Uh, we'll also talk about some tornado damage. We've got more on this broad ripple situation. Guy Relford joins us and more. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.